Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning. We're happy to have you all here today. Um, It is Wednesday. We just had a lovely weekend and did a pre-recorded broadcast on Monday uh, to wish everybody happy Independence Day. Jim said a couple of things about how cool it is to be in buy here, pay here and be able to be independent and do your thing. Yeah. And buy here, pay here, we're the epitome of independence. So uh, (laughs) yeah. So that was kind of our theme for Monday morning. So if you missed that, just tune in. That's a real short. It's, you know, just thinking about the whole idea of independence. One of the things that we see frequently, because we, we deal with a lot of different um, dealers all across the country and, and everyone is independent to do their different, different, uh, DMSs, different GPSs, different everything. And so when we go into talk to a new dealer, it's never the same. Right. <laughs> one of our challenges, but also yeah. opportunities. Everybody it really, gets to really create is. what it is they want. And I think that's one of the things that's really cool about when we get to do that, that we see different ways that people have done things and, um, and pick up little nuggets of, sure. of great information. It's like, Oh, right. Never thought of it doing it that way. And it seems to really work well yeah, for you. So, absolutely, yeah. So that kind of leads into what our conversation was going to be about today. It's white hat Wednesday. And so in that theme of, uh, kind of doing things the white hat way, or, mm-hmm. you know, what I sometimes call the good guy or the good girl way we, um, we good just, person. Yeah, there yeah. we go. We can say the good person. <laughs> way. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of about how to, you know, improve the customer experience, yeah. how to make sure. And, and ultimately, if we can have happier dealers, happier employees, happier customers, that's the best possible outcome. Oh my outcome. gosh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So we'll, uh, win, win, win. we'll talk today about what we call customer advocacy. And this is kind of our own brainchild. This is something uh, we came up with and introduced with a client and last we've year. We've teased it a couple of times. Yeah, we've talked about it a little bit on the show. I just thought we'd take to today to kind of dive in deep and help people understand specifically what it is we're referring to. I see Bill Elizondo is yeah, joined in. Yeah, he's here in Salt Lake. Oh, that's by the way, guys, we're all in Salt Lake yeah. today. So Windy Salt Lake City today. So. Where, we're, where we're at, at least, mm-hmm. it's windy. But yeah, so right. good morning, Bill. Yeah. Hi, Bill. And uh, for those of you who chime in, we uh, would want you to let us know what state you're listening from. Uh, we like to hear from you and, mm-hmm. and uh, find out what's happening out there. Yeah. And before uh, before we really dive into the topic, um, those of you who um, <clears throat> excuse me have been watching what Jim and I have been doing over the last couple of years, we did this, this long queso tour, which is still unofficially going. And, you know, if we come across a really great queso, you'll see it on Facebook. Uh, but uh, we started a smoked old fashioned Fashion. tour. And uh, what's been fun is that Bill has joined us for right. a few of those and uh, we're getting together tonight. He happens to be in Salt Lake as well. Mm-hmm. So getting together tonight to we find invite a place. the rest of you to jump on that bandwagon with Absolutely. us because that is a fun drink for anybody who enjoys a bourbon uh, with a little yeah. bit of a smoky. Not, not smoke flavoring because right. you can add like 
a liquid smoke or something like that. To, this is where they actually burn things. <laughs> right. <laughs> and introduce that smoke into your drink. Oh and my wow, gosh, what so a rich good. experience. So, yeah, that's so really good. amazing. So we look forward. We actually look like we'll have an opportunity to share one of those with Bill this evening. Yep. So yep. look forward to that. And yep. uh, so, yeah, he's here in uh, Utah for a stretch. And so we're going to get a chance to sync up with him tonight. Yeah. So look forward to that. So back to our topic yeah. of um, a customer advocate. Mm -hmm. And we have teased that before uh, as we've we've talked about some of the the challenges that we've seen in different dealerships and and that we're always trying to teach to make the customer experience as po as positive as possible give them give them um, all the opportunities to be successful and really help them to to strive towards that and this is when when we came up with this or when Jim uh, originally wrote uh, the document for the job description we were we had a client and they were having a lot of struggles with trying to keep on top of schedules and um, and just juggling all of the needs of their of their clients. Uh, this is primarily in a shop. Right. Um, yeah. And they had a pretty, you know, well-established business over 15 years in business, probably 2000 accounts. And so they, you know, yeah. had a good size, mature operation and, and had some struggles. I think what we're going to talk about today, I would say, even though it's probably best suited to introduce as a full-time position in a well-established operation, if we think about the concepts that, um, you know, go around this customer advocacy, then we can start to implement those things yeah. even in the very earliest stages of our business and think ahead to, you know, how we want to move in that direction. But the, the concept is going to apply. The, yeah. the benefits are going to apply regardless of the size of the operation. So maybe I'll just dive in and explain kind of what that, that role came about as a way to think about somebody who's really on the customer's side. And in particular, there were a couple of advantages or things that we were trying to solve in this one step. Um, one of the things we see, and, and some of you can chime in if you're listening in today, please, uh, you know, confirm for us. I didn't get a chance to throw a poll out there on Facebook, but we know that we see out there on, uh, you know, in our own travels that in a lot of collections departments, the collectors end up getting uh, bogged down a lot of their time each day or each week ends up getting consumed with kind of the big stuff like accidents and dealing with um, insurance claims and, and kind of working through that stuff. Obviously, you know, mechanical things can definitely, we know that if the car is not running, the customer doesn't want to make payments. And so that ends up kind of complicating our, our collections process. So one of the big motivations behind creating this customer advocate position was to start to pull those things into a central sort of uh, person. Uh, and we started out with just one person in this role, uh, you know, with this operation that we're talking about. And um, it's the, the idea is to have somebody on your team who is not employed by the collection department. They don't, in, in my <laughs> approach, they wouldn't report to the collection supervisor. They wouldn't report to the sales manager. They might not even report to the general manager. They might report directly to the dealer. But the idea is to have this person be an advocate for the customer. Obviously, they're acting in the interest of the dealership or the company in, as they do that. But they're really just trying to assist the customer through the tough stuff and through the mm -hmm. stuff that 
consumes a lot of time. Uh-huh. And so now, you know, when you think about this person, they're not, if you think about, and this is again, something we've not seen out there. We just kind of created the concept because we, we felt like it was a way to solve multiple problems, you know, in one, one sweep, you know, or one, one uh, pass. But basically uh, we're, we're suggesting that this person is able to take on those situations as a customer advocate with, let's just pick mechanical problems. If the customer's got routine mechanical problems, then we just want to bring that off of the collectors and have the customer advocate focus on those things and let the collectors focus on what they need to do, which is getting the payments in from the regular you know, situations with regular customers. And, and so that's kind of the process as, as we've seen it. So those of you who are listening, and if you might just confirm that this problem that I'm describing is a very real problem of collectors getting bogged down each day. I mean, a certain amount of their work each week is tied up in accident claims, might be warranty claims. It's going to be, you know, repair matters, uh, you know, cars not running. And so that's really, if we think about it, that's not really the role of a collector. Now we, we, we ask collectors to, to support that, but that's really not where they're most effective and where they can do us the most good. Now, if we have somebody dedicated to do that position, then now that person can just be on the customer side and be out there working to try to get the thing resolved as expediently as possible. And I'll, ideally this person would also have a fair amount of authority to resolve things quickly. Or at quickly. least tools that they can use to, to resolve. Correct. Yeah. To resolve issues quickly. And, you know, we noticed that uh, a lot of customers, when they get, um, when they're having problems, if they, if they haven't on their own developed a relationship with your collection department of, of one of helpfulness and service and, and that they, they trust them that, that having someone that's not in collections that they can call if they're having a problem that they can call if they need some assistance, uh, is really a beneficial thing because it's, it's separating, um, the, the, the two in, in some way that, that, that a lot of the customers will feel a little bit more at ease with, with chatting with them. And we've also suggested with, with some of our clients that, that the customer advocate potentially be part of the closing of a loan in a way where they're just introduced. Hey, this is your, this is your person. This is, if you've got any, any, uh, thing that's happening that you might need some assistance with or whatever, this is your person, you know, shaking your hand, they're shaking hands, looking at each other in, in the eye and, and, you know, just uh, starting that that relationship because most of your customers they know the salesperson, right? And then they talk to the talk to collections over the phone, mm-hmm. um, unless there's especially today when sure. a lot of people are doing ACH or they just they don't come in to the dealership like they used to. Um, yeah, right. This- so there's there's another piece of this. There's actually a couple of pieces. We were in a, a dealership not long ago where um, someone said to us that. When there's a repair matter on a car that the, the customers tend to call the salesperson that they dealt with. Mm-hmm. And that's because that's really the only person they know, you know, at the operation. Well, that that's a problem we need to kind of work to correct because the salesperson is really not the person, you know, that, that salesperson should be free to go out and greet customers and to do the job that mm-hmm. they have to do on the sales side. And so they really shouldn't be probably tangled up in account matters. They can be friendly and pass them on through. But, uh, but the idea is to have that person, you know, have that. But also what you touched on is, 
there's a whole customer engagement piece of this. Yes. So big. And we introduced and, this idea at the BHPH United Summit back in April. We talked about, we, again, we introduced it with a client last year, but we talked about it in our session at BHPH United. And this is part of what we're trying to achieve is if you think about this customer advocate, ideally that person would also be able to create a lot of customer engagement. And I'm talking about goodwill events. They could be educational events. Uh, it could be whatever you might think of that might keep your customers engaged and foster the relationship mm -hmm. with the customer. Yeah. And be that person. One of the things that we were asked at Buy Your Payer United was in the world, in the world of ACH, how mm -hmm. do you keep people engaged? And one of the things that that we discussed was potential of a newsletter or something like that that uh, that is going to the customer frequently, and it could be you know, a text blast of some kind that has a link to a newsletter. But that could be one of the assignments of the customer advocate is to create those things, and then that that's part of what they do. Because I, as we travel around, we see that that a lot of dealerships they they struggle with that part right. it's like they we've got collections down right we have got sales process down but they just are struggling with being able to engage their customers especially in this digital world right and um this is you know and and so dealers try to take that on another hat that a dealer mm -hmm. tries to take on um sure. to to be that person and this is just a really beautiful uh this is just a really beautiful way for us to be able to to now have a full spectrum of this. This is how we help the customer. Um, right. Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, what do we really lump into the the umbrella of engagement? It's really whatever we can come up with. That can be it can be through social media, it can be newsletters, but ideally that's going to include some level of face to face interaction. Um, maybe it's, you know, videos incorporated into an email. The idea is really this, that if before a customer faces any sort of a crisis, mechanical problem, major setback, that there's some level of what Michelle and I often call equity. But, you know, if you think about equity in a relationship, it's like some level of goodwill and trust and some uh, level of, you know, we, we know one another, we have comfort with one another so that I can feel like if, if you're my customer advocate, I feel like I already know you. I already trust you. I feel like I can speak to you about whatever's going on and I can count on you to be on my side and work through whatever, because I've already created that in our relationship, you know, or that you've already created mm -hmm. it as a, as an advocate. So that's kind of what we're, we're suggesting is, you know, we need to work to foster that relationship so that when there is a crisis, we already know each other. There's some level of confidence in that we're going to, that the dealership or the company is going to be there to support the customer. And so that just, you know, we can't just say it, we have to show it. And so this whole, whole thing of engagement is just an ongoing effort to demonstrate to the customers that we're, we're there to support them. And now you begin to see how this saves charge offs. We solve problems more quickly, mechanical accidents. We solve problems more quickly. We get the customer back on the road. We start to reduce our charge offs. You also begin to see how, we improve, we improve employee morale through having, you know, this kind of solution on our team. Now collectors aren't bogged down with that stuff that really is weighs on them. It really kind of adds a lot of frustration to their day. And so by bringing somebody on who's really got some equity in the relationship, you know, can act to solve the problems quickly, 
that that's kind of where that belongs. So it's almost like a separate department, you know, it's, but they're but still it, really teaming with collections sure, in sure. the whole process. Cause um, you know, you don't want anyone in, in the, in the team to be the, the bearer of yeah. bad news or, well, um, but, and, and so this kind of just adds a little bit of a buffer to your collectors cause they're already bogged down with right. like Jim said with, with some of the really hard stuff, the day-to-day stuff. And this is, and this is, this can also be anything that's when we say hard stuff, this can be the especially challenging time consuming things in the collection department and dealers. You all know you have those. Oh yeah. They're out yeah. there. So, so whatever that looks like, if it's somebody dealing with a, a job change or they're dealing with some sort of, you know, major financial setback, or even if it's some personal, you know, traumatic thing that's happening in their world. If you can take that out of the collection department, if I'm, if I'm a collector and I can say, you know, man, I'm sorry to hear that you're dealing with that. You know that you remember that you met Michelle on our customer advocate team. You remember meeting her at the picnic or whatever. How about I have connect you with Michelle and see what she can do to help you. And then, you know, as a, as a collector, I can, I can approach it with empathy. I can, you know, put you in the hands of somebody who also cares about your situation and I can go back to the work that is my daily work. That is the foundation of how your entire dealership runs. Yeah. And yeah. so now we've got that ability to kind of centralize those things. So I, th- I re- recognize that some of you would be hearing this and saying, I'm, I'm not big enough. I don't have a large enough, you know, we don't have enough revenue, you know, or cash flow to justify adding that position. And I would just say, you're doing that work already, you we really hope. Are. And if you're not doing that work, you're, you're paying a price in terms of charge off. So I would say, you know, think about that part of it. If, if this person, if you added this person and they could save, you know, one or two charge offs a month, you know, that alone pays, you know, their, their, the cost of having them in there. And like I said, it really is going to probably promote longevity in your collection department, you know, and, and other areas. So this is why we, we really think this is an important concept to introduce and make sure people uh, out there listening, recognize the value of having this person be separate from the collection department. They're really, their role is to, to advocate on behalf of the customers, solve problems quickly, and, um, and to create a relationship with the customer before there's ever a crisis. That I think is one of the biggest parts of this is just have a relationship and have, have the customer understand that you really are on their side because we all try to say it, but this is a way to show it and have people, you know, dedicated to it. And I know for me, who enjoys a good party or picnic or all of those kind of things, there really is a lot of value. And I know, um, again, speaking with a lot of dealers that that we we chat with at conferences or that engage us, is that when we speak about doing things in the community to engage, they get really excited and then they start thinking about, oh, criminy. How am I going to do that on top of all of the other things or, you know, cause it's a new, it's a new thing. Um, this is really, really a great way it's of being able to assist in that. But uh, there's a lot of equity. We, you know, we talk about the equity piece. There's a lot of equity that's built with your, your customers when you are doing things outside of collecting on their note when you are engaging them in ways outside of making a collection call 
or just taking their money when they feel uh, when when they're invited to go to like a picnic or uh, or some kind of a community service project that you're inviting all your customers to participate in or a Christmas party or um, you know there's like a there's a slew of different things that um, that that you know a, a dealership can can do. Um, and this, it's, it really, if you have someone that's, that's, uh, on your team that their, their purpose is to really help engage and, and, um, and find ways to be able to, to create relationships with your customers outside of just the day-to-day collections. Um, you know, we speak frequently about becoming an asset to your customer and your community. And this is a really great way to be able to uh, have those responsibilities uh, uh, that there is a person that is responsible for these things within your team that can really start to, to engage beautifully with your, with your customers. And I, if you want to have, if you want a, like a list of ideas or whatever, we, we have come up with just so many, um, uh, some of them harebrained maybe, <laughs> um, but just a lot of different ideas of there's a lot of stuff out there that are easy lifts, easy lifts, light lifts yeah. to medium lifts to heavy lifts. It just kind of depends on, you know, your, your community, your bandwidth as a dealership, your budgets, all of those things. But, uh, there's, there's a lot of opportunity out there. Even I think one of the ones that we talked about recently is, is, uh, is doing something, you know, we've, a lot of places will do a, a barbecue, a burger, a hot dog, whatever. And, and, um, and then they may say, Hey, that's, it's just an awful lot of, of bandwidth to be able to do that. Have you guys ever seen food trucks? Yeah. There's a lot of food trucks out there and even just getting a food truck, say, Hey, we have a corner of our lot that you can come out and set up every Friday right. from X to X and come out and set your signs up, which is going to drive traffic to your, sure. to your lot. And then if you have customers, let them know in a newsletter, say, hey, swing on in and we'll give you a coupon for a free taco. Yeah. Let me back up and talk about a couple of things. We have a few more minutes here. We, we try to keep our broadcast of... around 30 minutes. So, uh, yeah, you can check in on the comments. Why Hugo's I... in too. Yeah. And thanks Good morning, Hugo. Yeah. And uh, so we also want to talk about this idea that a um, couple concepts. So let me try to tie them together here. So if you think about at our BHPH United um presentation question from the audience was how do we you know how do you handle this matter of you know lots of ach payments and automatic payments and you know uh, debit cards on file and online payments that is part of the how our world is changing and you know if and i told this person if i were to answer in a word it's engagement it's mm -hmm. it's you have to create the engagement with your customer and i'm really talking about face-to-face engagement and dialogue and then tied to that i've shared and some of you will appreciate this uh bill elizondo you've been around this business a long time you're somebody who would uh, you know be able to confirm the things that i'm talking about i i tell dealers when they're brand new to buy here pay here so one of the things that would be most instructive for you if i could deposit you for an afternoon uh near the payment counter and and most of our dealers do still see some payments in cash but on a friday afternoon if you could hang around the payment counter and and listen to the customers come in and make their payments and just listen to the dialogue the, the conversations that happen between the customer 
and the cashier or the collector or, you know, even the salesperson that they know, mm -hmm. if you could just kind of be dropped into that place where you could listen to those conversations, the very real conversations mm -hmm. that happen between us and our customers, then you would get a better taste of what it's going to mean to be a buy here, pay here dealer, especially a buy here, pay here dealer who's going to enjoy long-term sustained success in this business and have repeat business referral business you know you, you really need to first kind of understand that like what's the fiber of this relationship and so these are the things that i don't hear talked about nearly enough like this is something that we need to get inside that and understand that and and now anything that we can do to create engagement that allows us to facilitate those conversations get face to face with people demonstrate to them that we are empathetic, that we do care about their success. And now you begin to connect the dots on how something like this advocacy, if this advocate can be both a problem solver and an event creator. <laughs> well, yeah, an engagement, know? an engagement creator. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that, that Jim and I, uh, those of you who know that we are, uh, kind of newlyweds, yeah, a couple, um, years, yeah. a couple of years, but you know, we have a wealth of experience, um, from life. And, and one of the things that we really, really set ourselves to do was to create equity in our relationship. And, and this, this is something that we've, we found little things that we, that we can do for each other, um, or that will create drops in this bank of equity mm -hmm. for our relationship. And that, the more drops you have in this bank of mm -hmm. equity mm -hmm. in your relationship, call it deposits, deposits, the, the more you have to draw upon when there are hard conversations to have. And, you know, we found that that just works so lovely. We have, we have different rituals like coffee time is a ritual mm -hmm. for us. Another one that's, that we, we do, I'm not saying do this with your customer, but I'm just talking about in you know, relationship is that every time Jim helps me, um, opens a car door and every time I sit down, he leans in for a quick peck, just mm -hmm. a quick kiss. And it's like the world stops for a second. We, you know, we, we engage with each other and then he goes around the other side. But, um, and like, again, I'm not saying that you do that with your customer every time <laughs> they come up to do yeah. a payment at the window, but, um, I hope that you can kind of see that when we create opportunities to connect mm -hmm. with our customer outside of collection calls, right? when we create those opportunities to be able to celebrate the things with them, to be able to have fun with them, break bread with them, how many times have you heard that all you got to do is break bread with someone um, for like a new business engagement or whatever, and it's like it just, it creates some kind of like connection, a bond of some kind. And so if you do that with your customers, if you're creating that equity with your customers by having the opportunities to engage with them when they have problems, right. when they are unable to, to, um, to make their payment or whatever, you are more likely to have them call you as someone that they know will be sitting on the same side of the table as they are and ask for help. Yeah. And so we see out there on, and we probably need to start moving toward wrapping up here, but we see out there on social media, the dealers that are out there talking about customers in a really kind of a hostile and negative way. And it, it just kind of feels like, you know, that it's almost adversarial between the customer and the dealer. 
like they just are kind of expecting the customer to screw up. They're waiting for the customer to screw up. Uh, they're looking for techniques on ways to, you know, repossess cars and whatever. And it's like, it, there's just kind of a disconnect there. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, why the, why the animosity and frustration? I can't make a dealer care about their customers, but if a cut, if a dealer genuinely cares about their customers, I can certainly help teach them ways. And we hope this morning we've helped introduce some ways that, you yeah. know, you can start to actually have an impact have a better connection with your customers, reduce your charge-offs, increase your customer retention or rollover, as I call it, customers buying Absolutely. the next car from you as well. So now you've got retention, you've got referral business, and, and that's the best scenario. Making those little deposits, getting to know the customer, creating a real relationship. And in this day of ACH and online payments, it's even Central. more important. Yeah, it's so essential because we don't have that week. Right. Every week they're coming in to make their payment and right. you get to see their face and remember who they are because how many of us in this day of ACH, we we wouldn't know yeah. if this person has been with us for four years, if they've sure. always, or three years, if they've always made their payment and on time or whatever. And even the best paying customer hits roadblocks. Absolutely. So, yeah. So we hope uh, you folks are enjoying this and, and we appreciate you indulging us as we kind of go through this uh, <laughs> concept because these are these kind of soft yeah. concepts or what Michelle and I call squiggly lines. You know, there's there's things in buy here, pay here that are very black and white policies and procedures. Mm-hmm. This is oh, not and in we that are category. advocates for that as well. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Yeah, it, you've got to have that. And but also what we see is that these having these understanding about these things is it helps you to better write your policies and procedures. You know, when you uh-huh. when you can recognize the importance of these kind of things, now you can. Uh, construct your business in a way that it can better satisfy, meet the customer's needs, uh, keep the customer, you know, solve their problems. And, um, and, and it does, there's nothing that we talked about here that doesn't have the customer still be held accountable. They're still going to need oh, to do yeah. their part. There's nothing I'm suggesting oh, yeah. here that doesn't mean that, but it's just, we, we now have a way to step in and do our part to help them through whatever's going on. So, so again, we Absolutely. hope you enjoyed the, the, yeah. the topic and uh, by all means, uh, Throw your comments in there. Yeah. And if there's ever anything that we can help with, um, feel free to give us a call. We are, or to reach out via private messenger or sure. whatever. Um, you know, we've helped, we've helped dealers in install this kind of, of, uh, role within mm-hmm. their dealerships. And, and we've got a lot of uh, resources that, that can help in, um, and ideas. We're mm-hmm. always coming up with ideas about right. things, fun things that you can do. And I would love to put together maybe someday just this running list of people saying this worked for us, this yeah. worked for us. Cause I, we are all in this thing together. And if we can help each other and, and, uh, help create a better experience for our customers, because, um, you know, we, we should be, we should be acting as a, um, an asset to your community and to your customer. Yeah. And that's uh, Michelle and I are totally, um, we're totally subscribed to the idea that all ships rise and that's, Absolutely. that's within our industry. That's with other vendors mm-hmm. and providers, but it's also customers and their, you know, dealers and their customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we know that everybody can benefit in that relationship yeah. and we, we certainly want to support that. Uh, one quick thought on this. We do have, we've already written with, uh, couple of clients, this customer advocate job description. Mm-hmm. So if anybody has an interest in exploring that as a position and, and want to just, you know, if you'll just uh, send us your email, uh, we'll be happy to share the the job description that we've already kind of laid out uh, for that role. And so that may be a good starting point for anybody that's interested in, in pursuing that further. All right. Well, you guys, it's been a pleasure to chat with you today and I hope you guys have a great rest of your Wednesday and we will chat with you 
in just a couple of days yeah. on Friday and we'll still be in Salt Lake. So um, also really quick before we, before we finish, uh, TIADA right. is yeah. coming up the Round 24th Rock, of the 26th right. Round Rock. And, and uh, we'd love to see you if, if, if you're all there and you've, you've listened to the show, come up and introduce yourself if we don't know you already, because we right. love meeting new dealers. And, and if you got a question, you know that we're right. more than happy to have a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll be broadcasting from Round Rock. We look forward to uh, seeing many of you there in, uh, in Texas. So again, uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great rest of your day.